Julie DeBont, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ben. Always a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this chat. I thought we'd start with your previous selling career when you're a real estate agent. Okay. That's a long time ago. Were you selling in the US or Australia? No, in Australia, in Melbourne. I started my career in real estate in 2002. I've lived here for 38 years. So (laughs) no, not America. And yeah, and I worked in the Bayside suburbs of Melbourne for about 10 years selling residential. Unreal. And why the move to the buyer side? I was micromanaged in my past role and as a as a real estate agent. Actually, prior to that, I was doing really, really well, like winning the awards and all of that stuff and earning big bucks and doing well. And I got poached into an office that made a lot of promises. And when the doors cl- closed behind me, it wasn't the culture. And I spent two years there trying to make that work. And there was a point in time where I was actually going out to move my car and they just kept like, where are you going? What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? Micromanaging. You don't micromanage a salesperson and not one that's producing results. And I just thought, "Mm, no, this isn't a fit for me anymore. But it was really scary because I didn't know what I was going to do next. I had no idea what I was going to do next. And so I, I made pretty much a snap decision and just went, I'm done. I just can't do this. And so I went home. I resigned. I went home and the phone started ringing and texts and you know other offices saying, you know, come here, come here. And, and I was a bit disillusioned by all of the uh, bright lights and all the hollow promises. And so my husband supported me saying, why don't you just take a break? You've been working like a dog for 10 years. Just chill out and see what bubbles up. And during that time, some of our very good friends were moving from Darwin to Melbourne and they didn't know I was resigned. And they just knew I was in real estate. And their son, Nick, and daughter-in-law, Fiona, were moving. And they said, would you, would you mind giving them a ring? They don't know what they're doing. They're first home buyers and they're, you know, they're going to lose a lot of money. They're going to get jerked around. They don't know. And I was kind of like, yeah, because I need a project right now. So long and short of that is I met up with them. And, you know, now looking at it, I took the brief. I knew what suburb, because they were new to Melbourne. They had no idea of the lay of the land. I found out what was important to them. I knew where they would have a good life. And I honed down into a suburb that they were very happy with. I found about five properties for them to look at when they came down from Darwin and uh, on the weekend and, uh, you know, how it goes. Fiona fell head over heels in love with one of them. And I said, okay, well, do you want to try and buy it? And I had a you know, an REIV contract sale. And I said, let's fill it out at your hotel room and give me a 10% check deposit. So I had been, and I had inspected the property too prior to that. So they inspected it, fell in love. Then I went and inspected it. And then I I said, yeah, looks great. So filled out the contract of sale and went back into the agent's office. And he was like, oh, you're here. (laughs) And I said, yes. And he said, oh, how can I help you? And I said, well, you can actually help me buy that property. And he says, oh, no, but it's going to auction. And I said, oh, is it? Are you sure? And then you could just see he thought, oh, this person knows more than they were letting on that they're talking about. And I said, can we just pop into the boardroom over here? Because it's right off the main entry in the office. And he said, sure. And I had my black folder with the contract and I opened it up and I said, this is this is our offer and it's on a contract of sale. So legally you have to submit that now to your vendor. 
and let's see what they say. And he was just taken back because he, he wasn't ready for that approach. And the long and short of it, they purchased the property. I put a sunset clause on the contract. So they got an answer that day. And I could tell you exactly where I was at on the Nepean Highway in Melbourne when I got the phone call from Nick and Fiona. And, you know, Nick's going, oh my God, we got it. And she's in the tears in the background. And it was, that was the moment that Property Home Base was born because it just washed over me. It was like, that's what I want to do. I know how to negotiate. I know how to help first home buyers. I've certainly taken a lot of money off of them for the last 10 years because it was bloody easy. Maybe I'll just jump the fence and help them. And it was a niche in the market because there wasn't really anybody offering anything affordable for them to do that. So that's how the company started. But it had very, very humble beginning because I had no idea really, I didn't know what buyer advocates really did, even though I'd spoken to them, you know, they'd be calling me on the phone as a real estate agent saying, you know, Julie, what have you got? I'm looking for an off market for years, but I didn't know really their, what, what all they did. So it was kind of an aha moment that it was like, oh, I guess that's what I did. Hmm. And from that was when, you know, I put together the service of what we do for first home buyers and the fee structure. And I thought, this is a good little gig for me to work from home. And so that's, we've been working from home way before COVID hit (laughs) because (laughs) I thought, "Mm, you know, I could do this and I could have a few clients. And then when I want to go visit my daughter in San Francisco, I could do that. That was as far as the dream went at that point. But within the first, I think it was the first nine weeks I had six clients. I hadn't advertised. I didn't even have a Facebook. I didn't have any, nothing. It was word of mouth. I put it out to my friends who had, you know, kids in their twenties and thirties. And all of a sudden I had all these clients and I I was busy and I was like, I need help. And then it's just grown from there. What a story. I love that. And what sage advice from your husband around just giving you some, giving you a nice recommendation to take some space because I know from working in real estate, it's very easy for a selling agent to then just move back into becoming a selling agent when you're getting all these offers thrown at you, which you were. Yeah. Yeah. And there, but there was just something, you know, I very much believe in, you know, divine intervention and listening to your gut. And it was kind of a scary time because I really didn't know what I was going to do next. I've always, 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 always worked. I have always gone from job to job to job. And to take that break that he recommended was like, what do you mean a break? (laughs) And five weeks was all it was, but it felt like an eternity. But all of that happened in that five weeks. So it was, I think it was meant to be. Sounds like it. And it appears like it right now. I had a question. When did you start Property Home Base? November 22nd, 2013. So it's been nine years. Okay. So 2013, was st- it was still quite fresh. I mean, I started in 09, end of 09, and it was very fresh, but 13 was still fresh. And I were there many players in, in Victoria at that time? No, no, there weren't. And that was the perception definitely then was only people with a lot of money get a buyer's aid. And that was my personal mission is to make it the norm. And, you know, people hear my accent and they think I got this idea from America, which I didn't. But, you know, in America, when you buy and sell, you have a buyer's advocate and you have a seller's agent. And it's the only way the transaction happens. And I mean, they they do it totally differently than we do, but that's my 
I guess my personal mission to make it so it is affordable for anybody that needs the help and the advice. So we have a structure that allows for that. So first home buyers, no matter where they're buying, no matter what dollar amount, they they can afford us and they can get professional full service advice so that they don't make costly mistakes. I love it. And interesting, I I got the idea from the States when I was in California. I I got introduced to the concept of buyer's agents when I was there, but I do think it's flawed in the US that a buyer who engages a buyer's agent, the buyer's agent's getting paid by the vendor (laughs) Like in the States. I find that just strange. Yes, I find a lot. But you know what? They think we're strange with auctions. They can't even really believe we do that. Yeah, that's true. Do you think they'll ever get into auctions in the States? There are a couple places in the East Coast I know that have done it for really bespoke properties, but no, I don't think, I think they'd love it because, you know, they love the sporting event just like Aussies do. But that's on the weekend if, you know, the football's not on or the soccer or whatever, you go, you go watch an auction. That's true. So property home base. So your model with your fee structure is, is different to other people. Do you mind just sharing? I mean, you touched on it earlier, but just sharing around how you came, I guess, came up with what you do now as part of your business model regarding your pricing structure. Yeah. I'm not a high tech person. So my kids were in their thirties, are in their thirties when this all started, twenties and thirties back then. So I thought, well, uh, if I'm going to have a niche and see if I can help first home buyers out, probably ask their friends. And it wasn't 300 or 3000 research. It was probably 20 or 30. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. This is what the service is going to be. If you were buying a home, what would you pay? That's how I created it. And then the whole thing with property home base is our, and it's a cultural thing that we like to remain completely transparent. So we keep all of our fees and all of our services and everything is on our website. So people can really, choose. It's like a menu. They can select what level of service, what their need is. It expanded from originally we charged $3,000 for first home buyers, which was a little bit low, but my commitment, as long as I'm at the helm, will be that we have the lowest flat fee for first home buyers possible that's viable financially for the company. And my, I had a business coach at the time when, and this is probably a year down the track that we held on to those fees. And the business coach, she said, you have to increase your prices. <laughs> because what had happened was, so it was, it started out that it was just like wildfire word of mouth through first home buyers. And so it was all referral business. It's just coming in the door. But pretty soon coming in the door was mom and dads and aunts and uncles and some investors. And I only had one charge. I just had the 3000 flat fee. <laughs> My business developer or business um, coach said, you need to review this. So, you know, we have different tiers now for those people. And it really, because it really was the heart and soul of the company was originally for the first home buyer, but then the rest has all shifted from there. But that's my high tech way of finding out what the market wants. It's always good to get feedback from the the customer or the potential customers around where they sit. And I guess my, my next question is, is the majority of your clients, are they first home buyers? It used to be, definitely used to be. No, it's probably almost a third split on all of them being investors and then owner occupiers that aren't first home buyers and then home first home buyers. So it's it's a it's pretty equal. It was actually 
I think when we looked at it at the end of the financial year, it was 40% for some buyers, 30 and 30 on the others. So the company's grown and morphed into all those other arenas, but the roots will always remain the same. That's cool. And so the roots of, in terms of your office is in Melbourne, right? We're all home-based. And that's part of how we keep our, our overheads. There are, there are no overheads, really. It's just you know the company running costs, but all of our advocates are home-based. So like I said, we were way ahead of COVID. It's brilliant. A lot of my companies are all like yours as well, where everyone works remote. I wouldn't have it any other way. I, so I, I respect that you executed on this well before COVID, but I think it's amazing that your business is set up like that. I think when I set this up on everything, I look at what would I want? What do I want? How would I want it to be? And, you know, if we, we have a few mothers that have kids and they're free, they can do whatever they want and take their kids whenever, as long as their results are there. I, I don't care when they do it. I don't care if they do it in their pajamas while they're doing research. You know, it's, um, it's, it's meant to be free, free opportunity for people. It's amazing. And in regards to your team, like what's the size of your team now? We haven't spoken in a while. How's that looking? So there's Alan, who's my husband and business partner. And he joined six years ago, something like that. When when it started getting to where, <laughs> I think I said I'm not high tech, like I'm old school. I kept all my records on a three by five card, which hmm, now I even say it, it's like, did I really do that? But I did. And he was watching the business grow and he was over his, he was a general manager at a multinational company in Melbourne. And he was over the kind of over the micromanaging or the just all the pressure from corporate work. And so I always, I jokingly say, but I, I, I poached him. <laughs> so he now is a general manager, really a property home base. So all of what I consider the back end stuff, he manages all of that brought us into the 21st century CRMs and everything else that I didn't have. And then the other um, member of the team that's the newest is, well, no, he's not the newest, is actually my son. And he came back for, after living in America for 18 years and was like, this looks, this looks like something that I want you to hand over to me. So he will be, when I slide off into the sunset, Joe is our retirement plan, which is really, really great. And he comes from project management background where he was earning big bucks in the medical field in America. So now I have my bookends that support me with the real growth. And besides them, we have seven other advocates. So there's 10 altogether. Yeah. One of them has been inactive for a while, but she's coming back. So yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, 10, team of 10, everyone working from home. It just seems like you guys have got it dialed in. That's really cool. And especially with your son who can then, you know, start to plan out when he does take over. That's, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. We're all rowing in that same direction too. It's really, we've got a high level of communication between the three of us that is really working, which is, I feel very blessed, really blessed. That's unreal. Good on you. It's great. I think with that first client, that story you shared around how you helped them buy, you started, you obviously identified um, a passion and a talent that you would like to explore, but it's awesome that you actually came into this buyer's agent world in 2013 because you've really seen the, the sector evolve, right? A lot. Oh, Totally. I mean, I think of how it used to be presenting would be kind of like that half of the time you'd be explaining what a buyer's agent even was and why they might want to consider that. 
now it's it's really it's like being a real estate agent in the fact that you know there's going to be competition you know they're going to be interviewing more than one and that wasn't the case back then you know so it's good you know it's it's really really good that it's starting to become more mainstream which is my goal and getting back to that goal you mentioned earlier around you know everyone looking to use an advocate when do you really think like what what year do you think if you'd have a guess where it is the norm. Much like a vendor uses a real estate agent, they wake up in the morning and they know they're going to engage a selling agent. When do you think we'll experience that on our side? I think it'll be in the next 10 years because when I look at the level of growth that's in, in you know, there'll, there'll be a tipping point. But I, I, yeah, maybe 2030, you know, around that mark, I think will be when it's, it's the norm. It's just what people do, smart people do. You know, you're always going to get the people that think they can know better or know more when that's not really their profession. But a lot more people that I'm, you know, gaining as clients when, when we're talking to them, they're like, you know, one, one lady, you know, she's a anesthesiologist and he's a geologist. And they're like, you don't know about putting people to sleep in rocks, do you? <laughs> no. They said, well, we don't know anything about real estate. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, more and more people are realizing that what they do good is what they do good. And they don't have to be the jack of all trades and learn the property maze of getting out there and purchasing a property and all that you need to know to negotiate. Oh, there's so much to it. And I, I, I say this so often, but it's I'm, it's bizarre that in this culture in Australia, everyone just thinks they're, they're property experts and that they're just going to wing their first purchase or even their second. And there's so much at stake. There's so much risk, but they just do it themselves. Like it's, it's weird. Yeah. But it's going in the right direction. Definitely going in the right direction. Yeah. And with your business, I mean, what are you doing day to day now? Are you on the ground working with clients? Are you just managing, I guess, overseeing the company at a higher level? What are you doing? All of the above. <laughs> The entrepreneur's hat you're wearing. Yeah. One of the things that we're doing now regularly is webinars. And that is a absolutely not a sales environment. It's literally just giving information because that's the way to deliver it now. You become the expert by giving the information. So we're doing that. We're um and and this is a lot my son Joe who's coming come aboard too, really ramping all of that up. But I, as long as I, I think probably 10 more years, I, I, I don't know. I enjoy the client side of it. That's my fun. So that's where I get fulfillment, you know. So I still work with clients and I'm overseeing uh, the development and expansion. I'm doing the webinars. I'm interviewing. I'm training a little bit of everything. I can relate to that. Yeah. So that, that's exciting. I think as, as an entrepreneur, which you are, there's so much learning across so many different areas. And it's nice to be able to, you know, dip your toe into an area, even just with web, webinars, like you said, like, well, how do you run an effective webinar and, and starting to master that. And I think it's cool that you're able to still, I guess, get exposure to different parts of the business. Yeah. I mean, if you're not learning and growing, you're dead. So you've got to expand and let go of those little three by five cards and go into a CRM and... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey, but it, it's the best way running your own business, I reckon, is the best way to get to know who you are and what you're made of. I love that. I totally agree with that. I've always said to people, one of the, the biggest blessings of getting into business for myself was the personal 
journey, evolution, transformation that you go on. Yeah, absolutely. You can't buy that. It's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You can read all of the books on negotiation or market analysis or how to manage people. But until you're swimming in those waters, you don't learn it really. You really don't. So true. So true. Such it's, it's such good advice. You know, like you can turn up to all the seminars and as you said, read all the books, go into Google, do all the searching, all that type, go into forums. But until you're working one-to-one with clients, you're running that business and you're learning about a CRM which you didn't know about or something else, like until you're thrown in that deep end, there's just nothing like the experience that you receive, is it? And the fulfillment. You know, when we have our end of financial year party with all the advocates this last year, because it was an insane bumper killer year, there was a moment I actually got choked up I, and I couldn't even... Like I, I just kind of sat back and heard all the numbers and it was kind of just a holy shit moment. I don't even know how else to say it. It was like, how did this happen? This is amazing. It was fulfilling beyond belief. And, you know, to look around the table and know that these are people I love and trust. And, you know, we don't work in the same office, but when we get together, we're all on the same page. It's, it's really cool. It sounds cool. And we're going to finish on that note, Julie. I just wanted to um, recognize you. It seems like you've built a really cool business. You've built a business that you really thought about, I think. You really actually thought clearly around what type of business do you want to breed. Clearly, the remote model, you understood that well before COVID. It seems like you've got a really great culture, good team of people. Personally, when I was a buyer's agent, I wasn't charging at that level that you charge, but I respect everyone's business model and how they want to run things and what's important to them. So I respect the way that you've gone. And I just wanted to ask you, where can people that are listening find you? They can find us at our website, which is propertyhomebase.com.au. They can call the 1-300 number, which is 1-300-882-842. That's probably the best ways. Or they can email me. They can email me on julie at propertyhomebase.com.au. Unreal. Thank you, Julie. Appreciate having this chat with you and what you're doing in the industry. So yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well done. Thanks, Julie. 